This morning, as you're sitting, paying attention to the breath, either at the nostrils, the chest, or the abdomen, and you become aware of predominant sensations in the body, bring your attention to the awareness of those sensations opening up to the changing quality and intensity and characteristics of those of those sensations which become predominant there's a wide range of sensations which might be experienced heat or cold, pain, tension, tingling, lightness, heaviness, itching, pressure, whatever the sensation may be, at the time that it becomes predominant, which means that it's calling your attention away from the breath, comes into the foreground of your attention rather than being in the background. The time of it coming into the foreground, notice carefully the particular characteristics of those sensations. Often there's a tendency for the mind to react either in resisting those that are unpleasant or holding on to those that are pleasant. The practice is to learn quality of openness or balance, allowing the sensations to be there, being aware of how they arise, how they change, without any movement of the mind, keeping the mind soft and open and still. When the sensations are no longer predominant, again return to the breathing. At times you may be with the breath and you'll be aware of sensations in the background That is, even as you're with the in and out or rising and falling, you may simultaneously be aware of certain sensations in the background of your attention. If they're not strong enough to come into the foreground, that is, to call your attention away from the breath, and keep the noting and keep the main focus of your attention on the breathing, on the in-out or rise and fall. Only at the point when the sensations reach a level of intensity that they become the foreground object, then you should switch the main focus of your attention, letting go of the breath, 
and opening completely to the awareness of those sensations. Keep the mind soft and rhythmic as it becomes aware of these different changing objects. So that it's not a quality of jumping or lurching from one object to another, but rather a soft receptivity an awareness of what presents itself to the mind, what presents itself to experience. In a rhythmic way. See how carefully you can stay with the awareness of the breath. Accurately noticing the sensations of the in and out breath, or the sensations of the rise and fall. Relaxing back into the breathing so that there's not a tension, not a forcing of the breath. Settling back into the body, allowing the breath to come and go in its own time, feeling those sensations with care and with precision, being aware of the touch point, if there's a space or pause between the breaths, and staying with that touch point until the next breath comes by itself. So there's no hastening or pulling of the next breath in. And opening to the whole range of bodily sensations which may arise. Work with the balance of a close attention, very close to the object, whether it's the breath or sensations, the balance between close attention and softness of mind. Do you have any questions about working with sensations in the practice? How much would we try to note them? I find that noting really slows down um, moving awareness because I have to stay in one place long enough to manage. The question was how to use the noting with the sensations when they're happening so quickly that there's not really time to note. Before people leave, just one announcement. Uh, 
Manindraji's group, uh, which was not scheduled for today, is going to meet today at 10.30 in the library. So anybody who's in his group uh, should meet with him. Look for announcements. <laughs> Maybe Munindraji's group. I think then we'll be in his room. That'll be better. But Jack is also scheduled for the library at that time. Yeah. <laughs> to go back to your question, <laughs> if the object is changing so quickly that there's no time to note, that's fine, you can leave the noting aside. But when the sensation becomes very strong and is not just disappearing in the moment of noticing, then I think the noting would be helpful. Also, you can refine the quality of your attention by seeing if you can determine exactly what kind of sensation it is. There, there gets a very fine discriminating awareness of whether it's pressure, or hardness, or stiffness, or throbbing, or burning. It's using that challenge of determining exactly what the sensation is as a skillful means to develop a very close attention. So the attention is not just superficial. It is difficult sometimes because uh, at times we don't seem to have a particular concept for the, for the quality of the sensation. The repeated um, energy to see if you can determine what it is right, will actually make your mind, bring your mind even closer to the experience. So it's not, it's a trick. It's not so much that knowing the right name matters. Right? Whether we have the right concept for the sensation or not is not very important. But in trying to find what it is, you see that your attention gets more, it demands a closer attention. For example, simple example with the breath, you're staying with the rising and falling or the in and out Rise and fall is a cover word really for a particular sensation of movement. What is the sensation of movement? It's very hard. It's a very subtle thing to determine. The repeated investigation of that, you'll find that the mind gets very concentrated. Do you follow? So it's just, it's, it's using that investigating quality to determine what the sensation is as a means of developing a very close attention. So don't hassle the mind about not coming up with the answer. Just keep looking. Uh, Could you clarify one in 
the difference among the Hasi teachers as to how long they say the student should stay on predominant sensation. <coughs> I've heard some say that if something draws you off the breath, you stay on for the whole city. Whereas in the Hasi Center, another teacher would say, go to the predominant sensation for a few seconds, <coughs> come back to the breath. If it draws you, go to it. So you keep coming back to the right. so At this point in the course, it's different to the student. Right. The question is how long to stay with sensations when they are predominant, whether one would stay the whole sitting with a particular predominant sensation. I think it's most helpful to go back and forth. The length of time can vary, so there's no rigid guideline. But what happens, for example, if you're staying with a strong, painful feeling, you're mindful of it, if it's quite strong and persistent, what, what often happens is slowly and imperceptibly the mind starts uh, building up a resistance to it because it's unpleasant. And unknowingly, we start tightening or tensing. Whereas if, if we're with the unpleasant sensation, the pain, for some time, and back to the breath, coming back to the breath is like pressing the clear button on a calculator, you know, because the breath is pretty neutral in terms of pleasant or unpleasant. So come back to the breath, the mind again becomes open and receptive. If the painful sensation persists, one then goes back to it with an open and balanced mind. So we let go of whatever resistance uh, we might have accumulated. How long you stay with it can vary. Sometimes the, the painful sensation will be very intense for a moment or two and kind of subside, you come back to the breath. Sometimes it will stay quite strong and you can stay with it for a minute or two minutes or three minutes, five minutes, and again come back to the breath. So in other words, you stay with the pain until you start to notice that you're resisting it? Not necessarily. I would... Certainly, when you notice that you're resisting it, then you can notice the resistance, come back to the breath as a way of uh, bringing the mind back to balance. But sometimes the resistance will be so imperceptible that you won't notice it. And it will be below the threshold of your mindfulness. For that reason, I think it's helpful to stay with the painful feeling for some time. And even if you're not aware of the resistance, to come back to the breath for some time. And if the pain persists, then to go back to it. Is that clear? Or are you, if there's some confusion, you should pursue it. Would this same technique be used on uh, drowsiness or sleepiness? In terms of going back and forth? Well, yes. Can it be used as an object somehow? Oh, yeah, definitely. Absolutely. And, and the way, of, we'll talk more about it, but a way of beginning to work with drowsiness is to become very specific about the sensations involved. In other words, drowsiness too, like rising and falling, is a cover word for a more particular experience. So when you're feeling drowsy, you can investigate What actually are the sensations? What is, what is the actual experience of drowsiness? 
you feel perhaps heaviness in the eyes or tension or dullness in different places, to go right in in a very specific way. It's as if you're dissecting this experience called drowsiness. In that process, very often, the drowsiness will disappear. Sometimes it won't. Could you elaborate on the idea of keeping the mind soft? The soft mind means uh, being allowing. Rather than sitting and struggling with different objects of experience, Soft mind means we settle back and we open. It's a receptive quality. You can work with the image of making the mind like a mirror, where the mirror simply reflects what comes in front of it. It doesn't hold on to anything. It doesn't push anything away. It doesn't evaluate. It just reflects. There's a mirror-like wisdom potential in the mind. And that's the quality we're developing, where where the mind becomes open and soft in the sense of non-reactive. And that's what we're practicing. We're practicing that quality. Another method of developing concentration is to uh, try to describe the sensations in detail as precisely as possible, the components of sensations. But my concentration is so weak, <laughs> I can't stay with that effort for very long. It seems like a catch-22. I become distracted and, uh, and then return to the sensation, but as soon as I try to explore it, I'm distracted again. And right. uh, don't... I didn't mean to suggest that you should spend a lot of time thinking about what the sensations are. That's not accurate. More it's a quality of careful looking. It's as if you're asking yourself the question, although you need not verbalize this in the mind, but it's as if you're asking the question, okay, what is this? What's happening? It's just like we bring our attention, we bring our investigation right down into the moment rather than just a superficial kind of surface awareness. Um, your mind will wander as everyone else's. <laughs> as soon as you're aware that it's wandering, you come back either to the sensation or to the breath. The reason that I'm emphasizing this now is I found that closeness of attention is a habit. It's just a habit of mind that can be cultivated. And if we start right at the beginning of the retreat with developing that habit of paying close attention, it deepens deepens the level of mindfulness and concentration more quickly. And it's not difficult. It's not that it's outside of people's capability. It's just a question of remembering to do it. For example, now you're sitting. Can you feel the sensation of contact with your knees or your buttocks in the cushion? How closely can you feel it? 
it's not difficult to do. It's just remembering to do it. And, and so that's the emphasis, you know, to remember to look closely or to feel closely what's happening. I think that it's time to walk in the groups now. If you have more questions, you can ask in the discussion groups. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.